If you were to go on a journey back in Jesus' day, there would have been any number of dangers to face. Um, they didn't have GPSs back then, so you never know. You could have gotten lost out on the road, and you couldn't just call somebody up for some help. Um, if you were lost, or if, I don't know, your donkey had a flat tire or something, um, there wasn't exactly roadside assist that could come and pick you up and help you. Um, and then you consider the fact that there could be um, bandits or whatever on the road, um, and there's no guarantee of that sort of safety as well. And if we would go on a journey in our day, we might think that we don't exactly have quite so many dangers to face. No. Well, we do have GPSs to help us get to where we're going and um, phones to call if we do need help. Um, but there are still other dangers that we face if we were to go on a journey. If I think even if I were to walk around the corner to the shops, it's just a couple of hundred metres, but um, it could be dangerous if I try crossing the road without going to the pedestrian lights, definitely. Um, but even if I was as safe as I could be, I think one danger to my journey, one thing that can stop me from getting to my destination is even all the distractions of um, maybe the people that I meet along the way, or the, there's a number of big flashy billboards between here and the shops just around the corner that are trying to make me think about other things that I want to seek after and other um, delights of my heart that I might want to buy. I think as well, if my, the shop that I'm trying to go to is, is a certain way down the strip, I've got to walk past all these other shops with their nice windows that are um, designed to try and tempt me to come in and buy all of their goods, which might just stop me from getting to my shop or at least delay me along the way. Um, some of these dangers, though, are not just um, external, though they might just delay us for a few minutes but we can see in that as well that there's a temptation to um, get kind of sucked in by the world around us rather than the physical dangers of, of getting stuck out in the desert or of getting um, beset by bandits back in Jesus' day, that we can be so easily lured by the things of the world that want to stop us from getting to our destination. And when I'm talking about that journey to the destination, I, I mean our journey as disciples to, to, to God, to enter into the fullness of relationship with God that we're seeking after. And that journey, which we're on in our whole lives, in all seasons of the year, takes on a particular focus during Lent, where um, Jesus is, is kind of asking us to focus, how are we journeying towards him? How are we seeking after him? Um, how are we making sure that our hearts are actually set upon that destination, that goal that we have? And are we aware of the dangers that are on the path? Um, and what's at stake if we're going to fall into those dangers. And this is what struck me about this, this gospel passage today. Jesus is talking about how we take up our fasting and our almsgiving and our prayer, which is what the church invites us to in this coming season. But Jesus points out in this, well, two things. The dangers that are around us when we set out on this journey and what's at stake if we succumb to those dangers. Um, the goal of our journey is to share in relationship with God, to have our hearts completely set upon him. To, it's the journey of, of freeing ourselves from the world, freeing ourselves from sin so that we can be totally, perfectly in relationship with God. And he says that if we fall into these other dangers, we've already had our reward and that we will lose the reward that the, heart, that the Father has for us. If we 
interact with the world, even if we interact with these spiritual practices in the wrong kind of way, Jesus is saying that we can lose the reward of that life, that communion with the Father that he has for us. So, pretty big stakes. The other thing that I want to point out is what he's saying is the biggest danger in all of these practices. And it all revolves around our spiritual pride and how others are seeing us. He says, when you're giving alms, don't let other people see you doing it. When you're um, praying, don't stand up in front of others and pray there. When you're fasting, don't make your face look gloomy so that everybody knows that you're fasting. The great danger of spiritual pride and of um, perhaps even being seen to be holy by others is that it's so easy to mistake for spiritual growth. That yes, others can recognize that God's working in our lives, that we're growing in holiness, but if we set our hearts upon that recognition, if we start practicing these things and going, oh, I'm going to give up this thing or this thing because those in my household will see and they might go, oh, isn't Cameron such a holy fellow because he's being so selfless and giving himself to the Lord. Oh, I noticed that he was in the chapel for extra long today. If we're setting our hearts on that kind of recognition, that kind of reward, then we're losing sight of where our journey is actually focused on. We're, we're, we're actually forsaking our journey for some other distraction on the side of the road. And it's not that it's just going to delay us from getting there, but it may stop us getting there altogether. So this is why Jesus invites us, while inviting us to take up prayer and fasting and almsgiving, to put in our minds the purpose of the journey. That what we're aiming for is to enter more deeply into relationship with God to find that freedom within ourselves, to truly love him and to truly receive his love. And anything else can get in the way of that. Um, this season is about stripping back those things so that we can remember, remind our hearts of that goal of our lives, that reward the Father has for us in his love, that place in his household that he has waiting for us. So... Let's consider today how the Lord's inviting us into this in the next 40 days, what it is he's asking us to do to, to make space to see him as our goal um, and how we can enter into that in a true and humble way, not showing it before others, but enter into it in the depths of our hearts, in that private place that Jesus invites us into so that we're not going to get swept away by these dangers on the journey, but that we can actually be drawn by God's grace closer to him over this time. And so that when we do come to Easter in 40-something days' time, that our hearts will be that much clearer, that much more open to see the life and the love and the glory of the Lord on display and to be able to enter in and share in that.